0: I remember coming across the finish line and thinking, okay, I did it. I got that under my, under my belt. I got the medal, the cool T-shirt. I can, say, I can get that sticker that says try on the back of the car. That's cool.
1: Diz Runs Radio, episode 1162. Starts in three, two. <laughs> Hey y'all! Real quick, before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode doesn't have a sponsor, but it does have a plug for the giveaway. Every month, in case you haven't heard yet, every month I pick one new winner to uh, work with for free—free coaching plan, free sixteen weeks of uh, interaction, of help, hopefully helping you gear up for a race or just kind of help you kind of get get a good block of work done where you don't have to think about things beyond just getting out. And executing the workouts. But uh, one way or the other, it's a completely customized plan. It's the exact same level of interaction, same level of, uh, honestly, same level of care. Like it's not like I, I phone it in. Uh, I, I I put it as much effort into these plans as I do when somebody pays me for one, you just get it for free. So if that sounds like something that might be useful for you, maybe for a, a upcoming fall race, maybe for something that's not even on the calendar yet, because if once you win it, it's in your back pocket. It's there until you want to use it. You don't have to use it right away. It's there for when you need it. Uh, but you gotta get yourself in the in the drawing to have a chance to win. And the way to do that is to head over to disruns.com slash giveaway or on the homepage at disruns.com, there's a button that says click here to enter. Uh, one way or the other, it gets you in the same place, and that is entered into the giveaway. So What are you waiting for? Dizruns.com or Dizruns.com slash giveaway. Either way, get yourself in it, have a chance to win it. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Today's guest is a guy that is no stranger to long-distance racing. He's got uh, ultra-marathon finishes under his belt. He's got full Ironman finishes under his belt as well. Um, so, so clearly going long, grinding. Yeah, that's that's par for the course for him. But he's also, like some of us have done for various times, he's taken a little bit of time away from running. Um, but is definitely now back into uh, back into his comeback, getting back into the, into the swing of things. And uh, I think. I don't know, but I think that that means that there's lots of of areas and things to discuss today. So I'm looking forward to fleshing out his story a little bit more over the next handful of miles. And uh, without any further ado, let's uh, get the party started and officially welcome Mr. Larry Coggins Jr. to the show. Uh, Thanks for joining us today, Larry. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Denny. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. And Y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you'd like to... Connect with Larry. Twitter is, is a great place. That's where we connected. That's that's his go-to social media place uh, and his handle there. Pretty simple. It's his name with a one at the end of it. So at Larry Coggins, Jr. Uh, Larry, just like you think it would be spelled L-A-R-R-Y, Coggins, C-O-G-G-I-N-S-J-R for junior. And then the number one at the end. Uh, again, Larry Coggins, Jr. One on Twitter. Dizruns.com slash 1162. Dizruns.com slash 1162. We'll get you back for the show notes for today. And of course, we'll have Larry's social media, or his Twitter handle linked up there, uh, as well as anything else that we talk about today that makes sense to to link to. Uh, all there, easy for you to, to get to, easy for you to click and navigate to wherever it is you're looking forward to going to, disruns.com slash 1162. So, Larry, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with uh, what is a relatively simple question. Sometimes it's an easy one to answer, sometimes the answer is far from simple but one way or the other, it gives us plenty of uh, options for where to progress the conversation. It's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: Favorite distance to race. You know, I have thought about this question a lot, um, especially looking at races to do destination runs and all that. And I gotta tell you, you know, um, I think for me settling in the half marathon 13.1 is probably my my favorite distance uh, of all I've done, Um, you know, 10K is just a little bit too short. Anything past that, uh, past that half marathon, uh, you know, l- leaves me wore out for the rest of the day. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good distance. Um, you know, I feel like I get a little more bang for the buck on, uh, on registration fees when I get to go a little bit farther. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. It has the word marathon in it. Right. And then of course, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, uh, not as wore out and the body hasn't been, you know, beat to death, like a, a longer distance. So I, I got to say the half marathon's my, uh, my favorite.
1: Yeah. That's a, uh, I, I, I don't have the the chart. I haven't, I haven't created a PowerPoint about all the, the answers to that question, but I think it's pretty safe to say that's the most common, common distance for a lot of those same reasons. It just, it just, it, it fits, it, it ticks all the boxes. Um, uh, maybe not all the boxes, it ticks most of the boxes. Um, and, and, you know, you've been running for a while. Like it's, 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 it is a fun distance. Like there's no question about it.
0: You, you got it. You got it. And you know, I think the older I get, which is really, this is just an excuse. Cause there's, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's runners with a, a whole lot more miles and a whole lot more age than me that do it without any ease. But I, I guess for me, the older I get, uh, you know, not putting my body through so much, uh, torture anymore. Um, it, you know, is, is welcomed.
1: That's true. Like a lot of things in life, the recovery, from anything the older we get gets a little bit more difficult and so if you can you know keep the keep the mileage keep the distance uh a little bit more in check makes that recovery process just a little bit less of a hobble down the steps for you know a day or two instead of a week or two you got it yes sir yes sir so uh how'd you get started in this sport larry is is something that is running something that you've been doing for for decades or or years or or where'd you first dip your toes in the the running slash endurance sport waters
0: you know, I, I got into running in high school, I, I guess, like so many people, you know, cross country track, that kind of stuff. I really only did that to not have to have a, you know, a, a PE credit. You know, if, if you do sports in high school back then, you know, that would take care of the PE deal and you knock off a few things. My parents were happy. I was getting outdoors and doing stuff and I was really lousy at it. I hated every minute of it and uh, never, never was good at it, but but I did it. I can, you know, uh, I always finish what I start. Um, but I said, I'll never, I'll never run again. That this is, this is ridiculous. Um, you know, got through college, finished, uh, graduated from Florida state university in Tallahassee. Uh, I immediately went on to the Florida highway patrol Academy and became a state trooper. And every day in the Academy you run. And I said, you know, I really hate doing this. And, um, I used to joke, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get out and chase a bad guy down. I'll, I'll use the patrol car. That's why they gave it to me. But, um, you know, here I am running again and every morning at four in the morning for 22 weeks and these, you know, in cadence and step in line with everybody. And, uh, yeah, I'm never going to run again. And then, um, you know, I had a great career in law enforcement and toward the end, I was the public information officer and I was on TV and on the news every day. And, um, uh, a, a, a family friend, uh, in medicine, a cardiologist, actually, we were talking and, um, he says, you know, I, I think you, I think you need to do a stress test with me. And, and I failed it miserably, by the way, I was having to run at the stress test. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I failed it miserably. And he told me, he says, listen, let me level with you. He said, uh, uh, the sedentary lifestyle and this cop diet of yours has got to go. And, uh, you need to take up something that you can get outdoors and you can, uh, you know, get back in shape and well, uh, I guess I'll run. Right. Um, and here I am. So I started running and enjoying it. And I, I remember like it was yesterday, signing up for my first 5K in the Tampa area, actually, actually at the Tampa Lowry Park Zoo. And I looked around and everyone looked like me. They're all 40-something guys, 40-year-old something guys that, uh, you know, midlife crisis, their, their doctors are telling me to get out and do something and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And that was it. And uh, the, the bug was hit and, uh, you know, here we are.
1: Whenever I hear somebody say, um, you know, that I, that I didn't like running. I hated running. I was only running, you know, maybe in high school, you kind of had the option, but you go to to the academy, you kind of don't have an option. Like if you're going to keep going, you got to, you got to get out there and do the running. And, and, you know, to your point, like once I'm done doing this, I'll, I'll never do it again. And then, you know, dot, 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 the story shifts and I get into it and I love it. I'm always, I don't want to say skeptical, but maybe I'm skeptical that it was like love at first sight. Was it love at first sight? Or was it something that like, like what would, I guess maybe the better question or, or maybe the second part of the question is, you know, the doctor says you need to start doing something to, to clean up your health a little bit. Like, why go back to running something that you have this history of not really enjoying? Like, there's so many other avenues for exercise. What What was the pull to running?
0: Well, you know, that, that's a good point. I, I think, the you know, the pull to running um, at, the, at the start, of course, was it's relatively easy to do. You don't need any gear. You don't need a membership anywhere. You can get out there and do your thing. Uh, you can get yourself a uh, a, a book, or you know, you can go Google who Jeff Galloway is, or uh, grab yourself an issue of Runner's World magazine and look at all the colorful pictures and the neat things, and uh, and get slurped into you know all this all this you know crazy stuff that us runners buy. Um, but I had to remember I'm still the engine to this thing. It just looks good, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know that that was it. It was just relatively easy. Uh, I, I can also look back now that you you say it and say I don't think um, I had the best form or training, even back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking forward to, to now, uh, we do things differently. We breathe differently. We, we make sure our heads over our hips and our hips are over our you know feet, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think this time came a little bit of, um, uh, education like anything else. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's a way of life now.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you, you run the first 5k, you're hooked. Um, What was the what was the progression like? I mean, like I said in the intro, we've got we've got ultra marathons, we've got full Ironman. So like, you know, how how quickly did you start climbing that that distance ladder that that time time getting out there and getting after it type of uh, progression?
0: Well, you know, um, I, I had a good friend of mine and a neighbor of mine, Will, he, uh, he was uh, a runner cyclist. Cycling was his big thing and it was never my thing, but, uh, he was also in, you know, started getting to triathlons a little bit. Um, there was a, a, pretty cool triathlon, a little sprint distance over in, uh, in Pinellas County here on the Gulf coast of Florida called the, uh, escape to Fort DeSoto. Mm-hmm. Um, nice closed, you know, course, short swim and all that. And I, I said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to try it, um, had uh, had actually uh, you know done some training on the bike and the swim whatever you know uh, easier said than done because when you, once you get out there and you dive in with you know a <laughs> couple hundred people and you know uh, did really lousy in it and remember getting off the bike the first time to the run and going oh my gosh I have spaghetti for legs and this isn't going to work and um, I was looking around at people who were my age and you know jacked physical great shape. And uh, they were having a great time. It was a lifestyle to them. Uh, Their their families were there. And I said, this this, this is pretty cool. I remember coming across the finish line and thinking, OK, I did it. I got that under my under my belt. I got the medal, the cool T-shirt. I can say I can get that sticker that says try on the back of the car. That's cool. And um, I remember saying to my buddy, Will, I said, so like, what's the what's the pinnacle of this thing? What's the what's the biggest one in this deal? You know, and he said, uh, the Ironman. And I'm like, oh, that's that thing on TV you see on the on the sport every once in a while. He said, well, it, it's it's a thing and it's it's big and it's it was, and at the time, you know, we're going 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, um, it was it was you know just just catching on, you know, everybody, those things were selling out in seconds and all that. And I said, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I got this look uh from everyone like, okay, and uh you know, but I said I was going to do it, so I had to. And uh, it, it took about three years to get to that finish line, but but I did it.
1: Did you, it sounds like, but correct me where I'm, I'm misunderstanding that you kind of said you were going to do it before you knew what you were getting into. And if, if that's the case, like when you realized that it was two point, whatever mile swim and a hundred and whatever mile bike, and you know, 26.2 for the marathon, like was, was there any reconsideration or was it like, what the heck did I get myself into? Or what was kind of the reaction when you kind of realized what,
0: uh, what you said you were going to do? Um, couldn't go back cause I said it and that's just, <laughs> and, and that's just how I am. Um, yeah, no, you know, 2.4 on the water, 112 on the bike and, and, and a marathon to cool down. That, that's what I like to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, um, just had to, you know, and like I said, it took, it took close to three years, a lot of books, a few training classes here and there, a lot of upgrades in bikes. I've got a 401ks where the bike's hanging on the garage wall still. <laughs> um, you know, it t- it took a while in, in the, in that process. You know, I ran a couple marathons, I continued the running, you know, I, I did an ultra, um, you know, my triathlons increased to the half, you know, the, the to the, to the half iron. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that, you know, there, there was a lot, a lot of things going on in that three years. And, uh, you know, back then you couldn't just go sign up for an Ironman and say, I'm going to go do this because the thing sold out in two seconds. It, it felt like, so I had to go volunteer the previous year, um, you know, at, at Ironman Panama City. Uh, to be able to to be able to sign up for the for the thing next year, so I had a whole another year to train. But yeah, no, 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 it was uh once I said it, it was done, and you know you get those eyebrows raised and those <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, though, oh, got to do it now. You just dared me, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that that that's how that that uh, that that progressed to that level. What was
1: the most difficult discipline for you in terms of the, the swimming, the bike or the running? Because, and, and I asked that because it's like, I feel like like I can swim, you know, like I'm not afraid to get sure. in the water, but like swimming for two miles or 2.4 miles. Cause that's not selling anybody short here. That's a whole lot different than like, I'm splashing around in the pool or at the lake or in the river and swimming a little bit. Like it's, it's just, you know, it's like, it's like running a marathon is a whole lot different than like, Oh yeah. I, I, I run in the, you know, the, the company field field the three legged race or whatever. Like I run that, you know, no big deal. Um so for me, it's clearly swimming, but it's not about me, even though I sometimes make it that way for, for you, Larry, what was, what was the, the biggest, I mean, hurdle in terms of, of training, swimming, biking versus running
0: or running? Uh, so I'll, I'll have to go off script a minute since you and I are running together out here on the trail. <laughs> um, you know, the biggest hurdle for me was nutrition, mm-hmm. but, 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 you know, we can, you know, that's, that's always a, a nemesis for me because I like to eat and I like a good cold drink and uh, an adult beverage and uh, great food. So um, that was the big, the hard, the hard problem for me. Uh, But, you know, back to the swim. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's swimming in a, in a, you know, Olympic size pool at the local YMCA and then getting into the Gulf of Mexico with Mm -hmm. 2000 people. Um, And the waters were so rough that morning that they were for a minute there talking about cutting out the swim, which the whole place went berserk. And uh, looking back, I'm glad we did it because we did it. But, uh, that, that, that was a rough morning. It, it was no, n- no, no ease, but, um, you know, the, I guess as a native Floridian swimming, is second nature to us, I, I think we're all born with gills. That's how you can tell that we're, we're natives. Um, being on a bike for 112 miles in the saddle the entire time with no Hills to coast down, mm. that, that was the hard part for me. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. That makes, and I, I actually hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, like, like, it's not, it's not like you're up and down and in and out, like you're just in the, in the position and you're just going. And that's, that's a long, however long it takes five, six, seven, eight hours, depending on, on your, your pace and, and whatever. Like that's, that's a long time to be on a bike.
0: Yeah, you, you bet. And, um, um, uh, since doing this, I would meet other, you know, Ironman finishers, you know, in my travels, you know, all of us have the you know silly logo tattooed to our, <laughs> our, our, our right, uh, calf. And, um, you know, and, and in fact, it's kind of funny. Uh, I I met one on vacation last week and we, of course, started talking like we do. And, uh, you, you know, you talk to these guys that do, um, you know, Iron Man Lake Placid or Colorado or Idaho, you know, Coeur d'Alene, these places. And I look at them, I go, I'm, I'm not worthy to talk to you because you were in the mountains. You were in the mountains. And it was a, a guy what, about years ago, he said to me, he said, he says, don't sell yourself short. He said, we're in the mountains, but we get, we get a lot of coasting time. Mm. He says, you were in the saddle all day. And I go, yeah, you know what? Tag on it. You're right. I was in the saddle all day. <laughs> so yeah, the, 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 bike is uh the bike is no fun afternoon. That's for sure. Yeah. It's
1: one of those that neither is necessarily easy, but they're both, they're very differently difficult. You bet. For sure. Good way to put it. Um, I appreciate you kind of going off script there with the, the previous question and talking about nutrition, because that's something that, um, I mean is it, it, as runners that we you know there's there's plenty of stories of folks that you know how did how did I gain fifteen pounds training for this marathon or, or whatever the case might be whatever the numbers happen to be but like like the nutrition piece I think in, in running at least we always talk about it or often gets talked about from a um, mid run type of nutrition what are what is your fuel of choice for to you know, try to avoid the wall keep you going things like that um, but yeah, I mean, we all like to eat. I mean, we all need to eat. It's kind of a necessary piece of the puzzle. Um, but but I, I'm curious if, if you if you don't mind diving into a little bit some of the struggle with with balancing the nutrition outside of training and and making sure you're fueling your body the way that it needs to while still indulging, still enjoying some some uh, you know some of those treats, some of those cold drinks, things like that. Um, but since you brought it up, I'd I'd love to dive in that if you're if you're willing.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, so one of the problems for me is. I'm I'm not an easy person to to cook for, and I'm not I'm not an easy eater. I guess you could say I I don't like seafood, um, and and that's probably the one of the biggest weird things about being a native Floridian. I'm not a seafood guy. Um, I don't like fruits. So, you can you know you lose three quarters of the uh, of the spectrum when it comes to the, the 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 gels and all the things that you eat on the fly at you know at, at a race i 'm allergic to peanut butter, so that really doesn 't help so yeah, yeah, um, so when it comes down to it, you know for me it 's anything salted caramel blueberry is the only thing i 'll dive into that 's got a color to it, and uh steak and uh, a chicken guy. Um, <laughs> okay you know, green vegetables. And that's about it. So I really had to work on that. I really had to, um, and I still do this today is, is track what I eat Mm -hmm. and watch my water intake. That, that was big. Um, you know, all of this stuff is, we really learned this like in kindergarten, first grade about eating a well-balanced meal, but you know, um, I guess we're stupid back then. And as we are most of our lives, (laughs) because, uh, when it comes down to, you know, nutrition is going to be the game changer for you. And, and I, I, I talked to a couple of coaches and hired a couple. And, you know, when you get into this stuff, you know how it is with marathons and ultras, you just like dive into every book and, and go all over the place. Um, Yeah. You you just really, uh, it, sometimes it takes somebody else, you know, a little bit smarter than you to to tell you, this is how it is. And, um, your healthy lifestyle and your, the machine that you're building out there on that trail or on that course, it's, it's built in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And, um, it it really is. And here I am at 52 years old going, huh, all these years they were right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a necessary piece of the puzzle. Um, You know, obviously just, just eating and staying, you know, staying, staying well-fueled and and what it does for recovery and what it does for uh, helping to prevent injuries from a, from an exercise standpoint. Um, And then it's, but, but, you know, modern, modern conveniences like grabbing stuff on the go. And, and, you know, it's not, not that that we need to get all in the the soapbox of, you know, cooking and, and healthy foods and yada, 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 but it's just, it's just something that if you're not, aware of whether that means tracking, whether that, whatever that means, however that, that looks for you getting some type of routine, um, that you just kind of like, that's what I do. Like I have like, these are the the things that I eat at different times during the day. And like, if it's, if it's 10 o'clock in the morning, it's yogurt time, like period. Like there's just no, right. there's no, there's no thought about it. Um, but that's just what works for me, but, but just being mindful, um, or aware or whatever the right word is. Um, because yeah, it's so easy to, to just, you know, you, you got the runger, you got the, whatever the triathlon version of just being hungry all the time is. Um, and if you're not careful and you're just shoving a bunch of, you know, Snickers bars or whatever, cause you know, if you're, if you're hungry, grab a Snickers, um, that'll catch up to you if you're not careful.
0: Yeah. And and for me, grab a Snickers is also grab an Effie pen. So I, I leave those alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess for you, that, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be so good. Poor, poor, uh, choice of candy bar indulgence, but, uh, you know where, you know where my weak link is for sure.
0: Absolutely. I got you I got you
1: Yeah. So, you, you you did the the Ironman in Panama City, um, one and done with the Ironman, or was that something that you kind of continued to dip your toes into a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, I was one and done with the Ironman. You know, I, I had a, a a ton of um, you know, Olympic distance and halves under me and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it really came down to my true love, of course, was the run. Mm. Um, it wasn't the swim, it wasn't the uh, wasn't the bike for sure. Uh, my my true love was the run, and I said, you know, to my to my wife and my son, I said. Um, it's so much easier to have a destination marathon or a destination race, um, in fall or at the end of the year that the whole family can go to. And all I got to do is pack a pair of shorts, shirt, and, and a pair of shoes and socks. And that's pretty much it. So, you know, with the, with, with the, with the Ironman, as you know, the, the, especially I did it in November, um even though it's Florida, Florida does get a little cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early November that year I did this, it was, you know, and that's the other thing with, with these giant, uh, triathlons. Um, it's, it's almost a whole long week thing. You know, you got to show up on a Thursday, on a Friday, you turn your bike in on a Friday afternoon, you go to a meeting on a Saturday, you get weighed. It, it's just ridiculous. It, it's not just to show up, park in the parking lot, go run and get and go grab your banana and go home like we do with runs. So uh, it takes a lot. There's a lot of, you know, my, my, my wife, Stephanie, and my son, Kyle, uh, the, the, um, the, the couldn't have done it without them. The, they were behind me the whole way and, you know, gave into all my craziness and travels and whatever. But I sort of kind of say when it was done, I said, Hey, you know, I think we're going to hang up the bike, you No know, pun intended and, uh, just, just be a runner here. I, that's going to be easier on all of us. And, uh, you know, no, no, nobody has argued with me since.
1: There you go. There you go. Talking about traveling to, to races kind of destination race, uh, you know, vacation race type of scenarios. Um, what are what, you know, it, it kind of leads me i guess it begs the question of what are what are some races that you've kind of made part of uh, family vacations
0: man um you know we've done uh uh las Vegas has probably been one of our favorite uh you know the rock and roll series strip at night to uh, back when it was uh, it, that was also in November too mm-hmm. if I remember correctly prior to COVID and that's at night and you know that's either uh you know there's some five and ten k you know options to it, but it's either half or a full um you know vegas is a great city it, it was for a great cause. And it was about 60,000 runners in 60 different corrals, which was just, just crazy. Um, but th- that's, that's a fun race. You know, we've done that. Um, I, I've uh, probably one of my favorite ones is the uh, flying tiger half, excuse me, the flying pirate half marathon in Outer Banks, North Carolina. There's not a prettier place along the uh, Eastern seaboard, in my opinion, than uh, the Outer Banks, North Carolina right there. And that was great. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the full, rock and roll marathon in Savannah was, uh, pretty, it was pretty important to me. My, my family is from Savannah. My dad grew up in Savannah and and the actual route, when I decided to run it, the actual route went down the street he grew up in, although it's not houses anymore. Like Mm. it was when, you know, he was a kid back in the fifties and sixties, it's all industrial and, and and commercial. It was, I was still on D Ren Avenue, which was pretty cool because I knew that was a street that was important to my dad. So, you know, those have been some fun things, you know, uh, Living 20 minutes away from Walt Disney, uh, you know, have, have done plenty of the Disney races, uh, hard to get into even as a, as a local, but, uh, you know, we've done those, but we've, we've really been all over the place. And, you know, in my travels personally, and in my travels professionally and business trips, um, I, I carry the shorts, the shirt, the shoes with me. And I always try to grab a run and uh, I, I, unofficially, maybe it gets official when I say it on your show and I'll have to do it. Dang. Um, <laughs> Careful, I, I would, I, your words I, carefully, Larry. I, I would, I would like to run in every state in the nation. Um, we do travel extensively, so it's, it's not that far off to do, but it would mean going to some places I've never thought of going to. So, right. uh, I, I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Well, that's, and that's, that's a goal that I have. I, I, I guess I need to get back on track cause it's been, it's been a minute since I've ticked the state off for, for the, I, I want to do a marathon in every state, but I, I kind of say the same thing. Like I, like, you know, nothing, nothing against the great people of Fargo. Um, but like, I don't, I don't have any real reason to go to North Dakota, but you know, if I got to go run a, a marathon, then, whether it's Fargo or whether it's some other race that they have up there, like I'm going to, I'm going to have to go check out North Dakota. So, you know, it's a great good excuse to get to some places that maybe you'd have no other reason to really get to.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you.
1: Um, When, when you travel for, whether it's for a race or like you said, traveling for work, you're always bringing this stuff with you. Um, what's kind of your, um, I don't know. Everybody kind of has their own little ways of, of doing things in terms of, traveling and, and running in terms of, you know, like, like, do you just like plot out a map and, and like, this is where I'm going. Do you like, I'm more of a, let's just run and see what happens and where we end up is where we end up, which maybe isn't the best safest, always the safest, smartest option, but it's kind of what so far has always worked for me. Um, but, but what's kind of your go-to plan in terms of like, you know, I'm here on work, I'm in whatever, whatever place I'm in. um I need to get some miles in like, like what's, what's your MO?
0: You know, um I don't really have one. I guess that's my MO. You know, I've, uh, I'm a member of the 4 a.m. club. So I get up every morning at 4 a.m. I feed the dogs. My wife and son are still in bed. The dogs go back to bed and I go run. And um, that's it's the coolest time of the day in Florida. You know, so so that's that's first and foremost. But also, too, it allows me to uh, get it out of the way. If it—if I wait any longer, it's not going to happen. And if I don't get that run in, I feel like I've you know cheated myself or done something wrong and I got to go pay a penance somewhere. So um, I run early in the mornings, no matter where I go. Uh, just get out there and do it it you know typically if you know i'm I'm going some place that i've I go to frequently for work you know i 've been to that hotel I know that sidewalk I know that kind of stuff and there's been some times where i've uh, gotten out and, and, and ran at places and they're like, Ooh, what, where am I, where am I, what am I doing here? Maybe this wasn't the best idea. Um, you try to look like, you know what you're doing. Cause you know, if you're being watched, then you don't want to be that tourist that is, shouldn't be here. Right. Um, you know, you, you, you act like you meant to go down that alley. That was a dead end and climb over that dumpster to get over that fence. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. But, uh, no, it, uh, it, it's, you know, there's nothing different, uh, Thursday, if I'm in Fort Lauderdale or, uh, you know, Saturday in New York, there's my body doesn't know. It It, it just knows that it's time to get up and go run.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, I kind of feel the same way. Like it's just, that's, it's, it's ingrained. It's part of the routine. Like, let's just, let's just go. And it doesn't really matter where we are or, 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 you know, all of those other details are, are hopefully more, more often than not just details. But, um, like we mentioned in the intro, and like you, you kind of told me a little bit before we, we got going here, it uh, took a little bit of a hiatus, which, you know, kind of from here and here in the, the last, you know, 20 minutes of the conversation, it sounds like, I mean, you're like, this is this is the routine. This is what I do is running is, is a major part of, of you know, day to day existence. Um, what led to, to taking a bit of a break from running
0: um, life? Life mm-hmm. just gets in the way. Uh, busy with uh, work, busy with uh, you know everything. COVID didn't help, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just, things just get in the way. And I found myself in the, you know, the past few months, you know, talking about, you know, running or being a runner. And I I had to do some self-evaluation and said, one day I go, you know, quit lying to yourself. You're not, you don't get out and do it. And, uh, so I, I picked a date on the calendar, and that's the other problem is I've got a really bad case of of severe OCD. So everything has to be, you know, evened out. You know, uh, you, you can't start something on the seventeenth. My God, what is that? <laughs> you know, you have to do it on the first, right? So, you know, you, you you would plan to start something, I'd plan to start something on the first, and you know, by the you know, the, the second or third day something would mess up. Oh, can't I gotta start over mm-hmm. and it has to be and, and that's you know, anybody with OCD or anybody who who you know has those kind of uh you know craziness people will say sometimes, um Th- those are real. So that, that, that was a big something block for me just because that's, that's just how I am. Um, but I just finally got there and said, you know, you got to do it. And it was miserable, but but I felt good. And then it was miserable the next day and felt good. And uh, I found myself before I knew it, enjoying that, uh, miserable and it's not miserable anymore. It, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, peace, it's my time and get out there and do my thing. And, you know, the house is quiet and I leave it quiet and, uh, I have a pretty good day afterwards. Right.
1: When you, when you say it was miserable, um, can you unpack that a little bit? What was what was miserable about getting back into it? I, th- I have an idea, but I, I, I'm curious if my idea is, is on point with what, what the actual reality was.
0: Well, you know, it's just uh, it, it's 4 a.m. You're supposed to be sleeping, right? <laughs> um, the only person out there with me is the paper boy and the in the, uh, in, in the occasion, occasional uh, wildlife, um, you know, and then then you have the aches and the pains and whatnot. But uh, it, it's all good stuff. It goes away. Uh, I, I tell people a lot of times about running and, you know, everyone's like, Oh, no, can't do that. I have bad, this, bad, that. And I said, you know, y- you can walk fast You can get out there and do it. Um, there's just that uh, euphoric uh, feeling when it's done. And, and and again, part of the OCD stuff, which has always been, you know, with me is I, I can't stop when I'm done. I have to stop when, you know, I, I've achieved the mile that I set out for. So um, that's always been something crazy. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's neighbors that have looked out and said, Oh, there's Larry again. He's making a circle in the middle of the street, you know, well, that that's because I, I have to be right on the money. I got to stop at the right time. And uh, that's, you know, that's just how it is. But uh, that's how numbers are in my head.
1: See, I would, I would drive you crazy. Cause I have no qualms about stopping at 6.28 instead of six and a quarter or, or you know, 4.97. Like, eh, it's close enough.
0: What is wrong with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not the first person who's asked that question. Probably won't be the last. And I don't, I still don't have a good answer for it. Nah, it's all good. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, how difficult has it been as you're getting back into things comparing or, or maybe maybe it hasn't been, which would be lovely, but has it been difficult to compare to where you were two years, four years, five whenever whenever you're kind of in, in some of that peak fitness and it was major part of the routine, have you have you struggled with looking back at I used to do X and now I can only do Y type of thinking?
0: Yeah, a little bit, you know, um, I only race against myself. I don't race against anybody else. And uh, that may sound cliche or sound sounds like a cool bumper sticker, but it's the truth. Um, I can't measure my success using somebody else's ruler either. So, you know, now I'm to a point in life, um, I get out there and do my thing. Uh, the, the last big race I did was actually an ultra, uh, here in Lakeland. And, and, and it was, um, basically a last man standing type thing, a 12 hour deal. Um, and you know, a little bit about me professionally, after 25 years in law enforcement, uh, I came to work for the national organization, Mother Against Drunk Driving. Um, everyone can remember MAD, you know, back in the day. Um, but I oversee all operations for MAD in Florida and Puerto Rico. And I had, um, you know, not to get on a, on a different uh, pe- uh, run path here, but, um, you know, I spent my entire career uh, hunting down drunk drivers and putting drunk drivers in jail before they killed somebody because the other part of my career was knocking on the door and telling somebody that a loved one's not coming home because of a drunk driver. Now, Make no uh, bones about it, you know. Mad is not a religious or a prohibitionist organization, which you know a lot of people, you know. As soon as I say I work for Mad, you know, they'll they'll pull the beer back. They don't want me to see it. Um, Just look, you know, do what you want to do. I enjoy an adult beverage too. We just don't drink and drive, and that's and that's the big mission of of Mad and to care for the victims. But um, I did this ultra, and I had dedicated every mile to a different victim. And the whole thing was orchestrated in social media. We had it timed out, you know, when I crossed the mile marker on this thing and we had picked out 32 victims and I'm like, this, this is cool. You know, this is going to be great. And, um, then I realized, Oh my God, I got to run 31, 31, 32 miles. (laughs) Uh, But, but, you know, um, every step along the journey, you know, you can't help but think of these people that they wish they were there today running with me, but someone else's choice, they're not. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the last big thing I did and did it, you know, and dedicated every mile to an impaired driving victim here in Florida. And um, you know, that, that really was that was, I, I look back and go, that was my best peak fitness spent 12 hours that day did it slowed it down you know balanced everything out rested where i needed to so you know that's what's tough the mental part of this denny is is the toughest right i mean you know you and i can go out there and run but if your mind's not in the right place is where i have some difficulties
1: oh that's that's absolutely true and and for me certainly the the longer you go the more the more i don't wanna say the more the, the brain takes over or or can undermine you but i kind of feel like that's you know I, I can I can be not with it or not, not feeling it and get through three miles, four miles, five miles, whatever. But if it's if it's a long run, if it's a long race uh and and the brain isn't on board, man, it's it's I don't want to say it's not even worth starting, but it's almost not worth starting because it's gonna be just torturous the whole time through.
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and even back, you know, before I came to MAD um and you know, was still in law enforcement, uh getting out and doing these runs, these five Ks and ten K's and, and that kind of stuff, um thinking about you, you know, every race we do, right, it benefits a charity. It, normally, it benefits a charity or a cause. And um, so many of them, you know, in the Tampa Bay area and, you know, throughout the state, uh, you know, benefits military, you know, uh, soldier suicide, of course, very important, law enforcement, that kind of stuff. And um, you get out there and it's a big course and the crowd's packed and you're getting tripped and you're aggravated and something's not working right. Your shoe just came untied and you want to give it up. Like you said, you know, you're, if your mind's not in it. And then I would... I'm Every, 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 every race, no matter what the distance, I had to stop and, then, you know, just tell myself, you know, knock it off. Mm-hmm. There's a kid right now that wishes his dad wasn't in Afghanistan. He wishes he was here with his dad today. You're right. There's, there's, there's a man right now that wishes his wife wasn't killed in that, you know, shootout, you know, the, and that's why he's here today holding the flag for her. So, um, you know, those are the things that keep you going. And that's, that's where my mind gets set. You know, there's people that wish they could do what I, I could do today. So, you know, shut up and run.
1: Yeah, that, that little dose of perspective sometimes yep. is a pretty powerful thing. You bet. So, a, another thing that we didn't really mention in the in the intro, but I, I know is a little bit a part of your your new uh, job responsibilities with with the Mad Organization is is organizing um, some races. I'm, I'm assuming probably like it's parts of fundraising and, and for the organization or whatnot. Um, tell us about the the. Uh, I don't want to say the headache because I'm sure it's, it's I'm sure there is sometimes a headache, but the, the challenges, the struggle, the, the amount of work that goes into organizing uh, a 5k for something that maybe for lack of a better way of saying, a lot of us think like, eh, you know, I'll pay my $30 and just show up and like, and, and there's, there's a race there. There's a t-shirt, there's porta potties. Like there's all the things that we take for granted that, you know, somebody like you has to help put into place. So what's, what's it like being a race director for not one, but multiple races?
0: Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, coming on to mad of course, mad has the uh, Walk Like Mad series. It's a, a series of, um, for the most part, they're five-kilometer walks of remembrance. They bring community. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it brings to the forefront to the community the impact that impaired driving has on on all of us. You know, here, um, you know. It, uh, it it is a signature fundraiser, of course. It, it's also an opportunity for the victims to remember their loved ones. So, you know, that's that's the first part of it. But here in Florida, we have the most in the nation. We have 13 Walk Like Mad events. Seven of them are 5K runs. And so, it is a different perspective when you're the race director. And by the way, I love being called race director. I, I want to get a shirt. I want to get a shirt made that says race director. Do not pass and, and run with that and see if it works. But anyway. Um, You know, the uh, the responsibility is huge. We have five K's that may be 100 people all the way to five K's, you know, Walk Like Mad and Mad Dash Fort Lauderdale, which is, um, you know, 1500 runners. And and that's not even including the walkers that are there to walk for the cause. That's just the runners. But um, it it is huge. The undertaking with the city, the county. Closing bridges, the Coast Guard, uh, like you said, porta potties, ice, first aid, law enforcement, barricades. I can go on and on and on, and I haven't even gotten to the fun stuff of the shirts and the medals mm-hmm. and the stage and the MC and the music. Um, it's it, it, it's huge. Uh, we uh, I have to give a little plug. Um, Southern Timing is a uh, is, is a Florida company here that's a, a, a race company and uh, Jake Davis and his his team over at Southern Timing do a phenomenal job for us at these events. Um, they they really shoulder a lot of it and I get to see what the race companies do and the timing companies do. And you know you see all the gear, you see the websites, the software, the technology, and then you get to deal with the people like us that are like, my Garmin said I did it in so and so time. <laughs> Um, my Garmin says that, you know, you shorted me by a tenth of a mile. You know, those are the crazy things. So um, I have a new respect for any race I go to, whether it's the local uh, Donut Dash, which, by the way, is one of my favorites, um, all the way to a Disney or an Ironman or a rock and roll. Um, you know, I have a, I have a newfound respect for the behind the scenes logistics to, and when you think about a 5K, the behind-the-scenes logistics and planning that comes together for us on a national scale, because we're a national organization, um, for what what really comes down to be about 30, 35 minutes of your time. Right. It's, it's, it's absolutely huge. But uh, it, it is a cool place to be um, with that title. And I have, I have never run one of our runs because I'm too busy running the thing,
1: <laughs>
0: for, for, for our lack of a better term.
1: You know, you you talked earlier about an an Ironman being kind of a weekend thing. I got to I have to feel like or at least I have to assume that, you know, that race weekend for those seven races that you're directing, like that's that's got to be a pretty full weekend for, for, like you said, you know, 30, 35 minutes of somebody's time out there running.
0: Well, yeah, no, absolutely. What people don't understand is, you know, these things are started months in advance And then, of course, you know, there's licensing and there's permitting and there's approvals and you have to go through bureaucratic red tape and something wasn't dotted right. It comes back and starts all over. And then you have to go through. And and I I have a great team here in Florida um, that, you know, we can just do these things with our eyes closed, but I I wouldn't tell them that uh, that we put all this stuff together and then it's the day of, and, you know, you're out there and you're meeting with law enforcement and fire rescue. And now you have the, you know, coast guard here because a bridge has to be shut down, but no, there's a ship coming in and we have to tell the ship to hold because we get these runners and it's just crazy. Um, you know, you're, you're there at two and three in the morning, setting things up and getting ready. And then you're like, okay, where, where are these runners they're supposed to be here? And then like a floodgate opens up and, you know, before you know it, you have hundreds of people checking in and getting their packet. My shirt's not fit right. And this isn't right. And this is coming a woman's cut. Um, You know, where are the portal bodies? Do you have, you know, do you have, uh, you know, a different kind of water? Just the craziness. So all the things that come that runners never think of in the behind the scenes so that you can, You can go when they say on your market set, go, and then you can come across that finish line and get that medal. There's, there's a lot to it. And it's a, it's a pretty cool experience.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, What uh, like, how does putting on, you kind of touched on it earlier that like you're always kind of, thinking about, or at least, you know, you go to all these other races or when you go to a race to participate in, you're kind of also seeing it a little bit with, through the lens of, I kind of know at least somewhat idea what goes on behind the scenes at at these type of events. Um, But what's been the biggest eye-opening thing for you since you got into this role where you're part of the, the, where you are the race director, you're part of the team putting the the races on um, that as a runner, as somebody who's participated in dozens, hundreds of races previously, like you, like I had no idea. X, Y, Z. Is there, is there one or two things that stand out? Are there a dozen things that stand out that like, you just like, holy cow, runners don't realize this about putting on a race.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, everything from volunteer engagement to, um, you know, day of support and help behind the scenes committees, you name it. Uh, you know, when you have a company, you know, like like Southern Timing, that that's responsible for so much of it, you put a lot of faith in in one company, and and, and of course they've never disappointed, um, and they always come through for us. From my angle, uh, in, in addition to you know overseeing volunteers and overseeing a team that has to recruit volunteers and you know keep everybody engaged. From my standpoint, and this is one of the things I do when I go to other events and other, you know, charities, um, events and 5Ks and whatnot, is our role is tough because we need to keep you engaged, and we need to keep creating a great experience. Mm. Um, so that's difficult, and a lot of times, you know, runners don't realize that. Uh, um, the reason why the color is this or the reason why the shirt looks like this, uh, you, know, you, you never know, um, is, 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 is painstakingly you know, thought out sometimes. Uh, but, but trying to create a great experience for the runner is important because those fundraising dollars are so vital to our organization. At the same time, never forgetting for us the reason we're there is to bring community awareness to impaired driving, and never forgetting the victims of this violent crime. That that is is one of the biggest uh, reasons why people die on our roads in in this nation today.
1: Right. What is the most rewarding part of the race day race directing that that part of the job?
0: Uh, most rewarding part, I guess, from a uh, from a selfish standpoint, is it's over. It's in the books. <laughs> we have 365 days to do this again. Uh, probably, you know, really rewarding for us in our organization is, is, are the victims and survivors that come to us and say, listen, you know, um, you gave us purpose today. Uh, you know, thank you for, you know, putting mom's name on the, on the, on the banner. Thank you for letting us, you know, um, remember dad today that that's, that's pretty cool. What's really good for me is to know at these big races, you have a race community that supports what you do and they come to your event every single year. Uh, we do have cool shirts, we have cool medals, we have some great swag. Um, we do work on creating an experience that uh, um, uh, keeps it light and keeps it fun and festive but never forgets the reason why we're at these events for MAD, but also too, you know, which, which really rewarding is the support that we get, like I said, from the run community, but also the fact that um, these runners can come away with, you know, hey, that MAD event, that was pretty cool. Those people were, were fun. Uh, they put on a good event. Maybe, just maybe, everybody there today remembers next time they have a drink, don't get behind the wheel. Uh, you know, if there's anything you learn from us, you know, designate a driver, grab a ride, share, because um, I want to be there next year to see you ra- race that race again.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, it, it's kind of cliche, but, like, it, like, it's 100% true, where, like, you know, if, if that thought crosses one person's mind and saves one person's life, then, like, my God, is it all beyond worth it?
0: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I like to say, you know, at Fort Lauderdale, that's 1,500 runners, you know, Miami's a few hundred, uh, Fort Myers is a few hundred. I, li- I like to say, you know, these are, these are hundreds of change agents that are mm-hmm. going to come away today um, and, uh, and, and take something there that uh, will ultimately, you know, save their life or, hey, more importantly, they might save my life or your life. Right. They're not, you know, they're not going to cross the center line on me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep.
1: Um as we're, we're starting to, to wind down a little bit, Larry, not quite to the finish line just yet, but, you know, we're kind of in that in that marathon cool-down phase of the triathlon situation here, um, or the Ironman situation, um, kind of shifting back to, to some of the, the more personal running or, you know, less less of the work side of uh, you know, re- directing races and things like that. Um, do you have any, you know, as you're, as you're getting back into the groove a little bit, do you have any, any races that are, are on the horizon that you're looking forward to, or are you just kind of enjoying getting back into the routine?
0: Well I'm first of all I'm enjoying getting back into the routine for sure um you know I'm I I ran the very first celebration marathon which is there in celebration Florida there you know on the outskirts of of Disney and um did not do it this year uh, registered for it wasn't feeling it wasn't there yet didn't do it went and got my shirt of course but i didn't go uh uh you know di- didn't do it I'm definitely looking forward to to letting that be maybe the marathon come back uh for me I got a little bit of a road to go and got about six months ahead of me to to work on um but th- that's definitely one you know i i I think the pinnacle for this, uh, just like back in the day when I did that sprint triathlon, and said, I got to do the biggest one. What is it is, you know, everybody, you know, New York and Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, I will probably never qualify for Boston. So I'll need to, uh, you know, raise funds for a nonprofit and, and, and get my way in that way. But I think just to do that experience and be able to, uh, to um, cross that finish line it's just that's the you know that's that's the holy grail of uh, of running right mm-hmm. um you know i was in new york this past weekend and uh, ran social park uh that was a bucket list thing I, I did i did seven miles that morning on central park and uh, when i finished it and looked at the map i thought to myself holy cow i, I only i only saw a, like a sliv- sliver of the thing how giant is it uh but uh, <laughs> it was bigger than i i, I had imagined but You know, that that was cool to do. I think New York would be a great one because it goes to all five boroughs. So there there are so many great things out there that we have uh, uh, at at our disposal to do in this country that it's uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it all.
1: Have you you started entering the lottery for New York
0: yet? No, I haven't even thought that far yet. Um, Yeah, no, no. I just uh, I I know that stuff exists. I know I have to do that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, um, I, I grew up in Miami. I'm a Miami native. I would like to do the Miami Marathon at some point. Um, all these years haven't done it. I've done everything, you know, points North. Um, you know, there's just, uh, you know, we, we can sit around all day and, and talk, uh, crazy things at marathons. Right. But, uh, we all have those stories.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, one of the things I love about doing this is, is connecting dots in, in, into the past. And you mentioned the, the inaugural celebration, like, yeah, I was there, you know, I, I ran it as well. Um, nice. and who knew that, you know, whatever it is, 10 years, 10 years later, like that would be, you know, just one of those little random connections that gets made, but that's, I guess when you're runners and you live in central Florida, there's probably more overlap than, than you realize sometimes.
0: You know, absolutely. Especially with Walt Disney. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, in, in the run Disney series, absolutely. There's, there's so much there.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, as we're, as we're wrapping up, Larry, one final question for you and I, I call it the philosophical question. It's not really that philosophical, but it's just kind of something open-ended kind of like the introductory question. You can take it uh, whichever direction you want to go with it. And and that's what we'll wrap it up for today. Um, but just kind of curious, you know, at this, at this point in in your life, getting back into, into running, uh, you know, got some, some big goals that you're kind of, you know, looking ahead to obviously running now part of the, the work life as well with directing races. Why, why do you enjoy running? You know, why, why is it something that you wanted to get back into? Why is it something that, uh, obviously is, is a pretty, pretty big part of your daily routine at this point?
0: Um, probably first and foremost, just a selfish reason of good health, better health, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we have a 15-year-old. He's our world. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I've, I've got to stay healthy for him to make sure that I'm always there for him and that I uh, get to watch him grow up. Uh, it, it, my days are smoother when my head's a little bit clearer. I think I can um, solve any of the world's problems on a run. I can also create a lot of world's problems on a run, too. So maybe that's not the best answer. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, thoroughly enjoy it. I, I do take the weekends off. Saturday is a long day around here. I get my steps on on mowing the grass and then, uh, you know, sun, Sunday's a day to rest and let the body, you know, recuperate and all that. So it's not a seven day a week thing for me. Uh, I do like to track my miles and I try to build them up and, you know, I have that, uh, uh, goal in mind each week and I, I just try to uh, try to try to achieve it. But, uh, you know, just, uh, it's, it's my personal time, you, you know, whether I'm out there by myself at four in the morning with the sandhill cranes that are squawking, uh, or, um, or, uh, you know, you're at a, uh, a Las Vegas with 60,000 of your closest friends running around you. Um, that's that's my time to get in the zone and clear my head.
1: Mm, I, I love it. And as is pretty much every time the case. I'm just kind of nodding along going, yep, I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure many people listening can as well. And, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you want to connect with Larry, kind of follow along as as he gets, gets back, getting back on that marathon horse potentially in the next six months or so. That's exciting. At uh, Larry Coggins Jr. One on Twitter is the link there uh disruns.com slash 1162 we'll get you back to the show notes for today lots of races to link up to obviously some mad stuff to link up to and social media there as well disruns.com slash 1162 uh larry thanks for for making the time today we should we should have done this a year ago because we could have done it in person but you know hindsight's 2020 um but uh, maybe the next time i'm back back in the lakeland stomping grounds we can join up for a few miles but i appreciated the chance to get to chat with you today and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward
0: Thank you, Danny. I appreciate you too.
1: All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Larry and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway? Du jour? Du jour. Um, for me, there as always, you know, there's there's several things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight uh, a, just a, kind of a quick little almost throwaway comment that Larry made when he was talking about his his Iron Man experience and you know being in the saddle. Uh, of the bike for 112 miles on the flats in Florida versus, you know, the, the challenge of having to climb mountains in some other Ironman races, but also getting the benefit of the descent. And I, I think that, that sometimes as, as probably as humans, uh, but maybe, you know, as, as a subsect of humans as, as runners, maybe we can, if not, we certainly, I can lose sight of the fact that what's hard is hard and what we do you know, in terms of, of running or, you know, if you're into multi-sports, multi-sport, uh, events, like that stuff is hard and there, there really is no easy option, right? Like, like it might sound like, Oh, flat would be easy. Whether you're talking about a a race, you know, and trying to, to sign up for that race, that's pretty flat. So you can maybe have your best chance at a PR and hitting your goal time. Um, it's still gonna be hard, right? And if you, if you're somewhere where it's a little bit hillier, maybe you've got rolling Hills, like, Yeah, that that adds the challenge of climbing, but you know, if you're comfortable running downhill, that can be I don't want to say easier, but like it's a trade off. You gotta climb but you get to descend. If you, you know, think, oh, just a downhill course, that'll be awesome. Well again, if you're not real comfortable bombing downhills, like that's not easy. I mean, you'd make the argument it's not easy anyway, but the point being you know, sometimes we think that, oh, you know, what I did, you know, I, it's tough, but man, d- what you do would be even tougher. You know, oh, I live where it's in more of a temperate climate. You live where it's hot and humid. Like, oh, the humidity, that's that's br- like, guess what? Hard is hard, right? And and there's no, I don't know. Again, this is something that I'm guilty of and I'm trying not to to pawn too much of this off on anybody else, but it's it's just always, you know, it's always, it's like the opposite of the grass is greener. Like, what is it? The grass is browner on the other side of the fence where it's just like, oh, you know, I I did this, but man, it's, it's nothing compares to what you've done. Man, stop. What's hard is hard. And that was just something that, that stood out to me when Larry was talking about, you know, oh man, I was, you know, I, I ran, uh, rode 112 miles, but it was at least flat and, you know, man, gosh, you guys are climbing these mountains. But like, yeah, but we also get to coast down the mountain. So there's that, that, there's that piece of the puzzle and maybe just being stuck in the saddle for 112 miles might be harder. Guess what? Both hard, both accomplishments worth celebrating. And if you ever find yourself comparing to somebody else's achievement and thinking, man, what I do doesn't measure up, guess what? If it's if it's a challenge, it's a challenge. Celebrate your, celebrate your victories. And uh, something that maybe I could do a little bit better job of doing myself. So that was my takeaway to remember to celebrate my own victories and not try to, to diminish them by saying it wasn't as hard as someone else doing something that's maybe similar and equally difficult at the same time. So that was my takeaway. I don't know if that made any sense, but it, 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 something resonated well with it in my mind. So that's what that's what counts. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you'd be willing to share it, I, as always, would love to hear it. At DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram, you can always tag me in a post or slide into the DMs with your takeaways there. You can also invade my email inbox, Diz at gmail.com. Send me an email with your takeaways. Or if you're so inclined, you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to at disruns.com slash 1162. And beneath the photos, beneath the links, beneath the write up of today's episode, there's that comment section. Feel free to use that to your little heart's content, sharing all of your thoughts and takeaways and feedbacks and anything else that you have for me in that comment section. Always appreciate hearing what stands out to you from each individual episode. So thanks for sharing. When you do share, thanks for sharing. Uh, one last call for the giveaway if you haven't entered it yet i don't know what you're waiting for i mean the odds only get worse the longer you wait to enter i mean let's not kid ourselves that's how math works right more people enter the odds of getting picked get smaller uh, but the odds are never as good as they are today so get yourself entered disruns.com slash giveaway you're right there at the homepage, disruns.com get yourself entered to win that free custom training plan good for the race of your choice or just any 16 week period that you want a little help maybe coming back from injury maybe you're coming off a hiatus like Larry was, and you're like, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind having a little, a little guidance, a little help, a little support as I get back into the routine. Well, then we just saddle you up for 16 weeks. Let's rock and roll. Uh, dizrunscom slash giveaway is the link. May the odds be ever in your favor. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Larry and I with you today. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all Right there, you go.